ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Blueberry Murphin Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Murphy, here with two quite fantastic guests. These guys were four t- former B-team ballers, lovely teammates of mine. Fellas, introduce yourself. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Joe, and I'm with my boy. My name is James. Oh. Welcome to the show, fellas. I'm shocked you didn't go up, go full out with the Joseph Severio Dama hey, Jr. Look, man, you know names long. We gotta keep it conservative. We'll just keep it at Joe. Right, fair enough, fair enough, Mr. Freilich. It's 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 just an honor to be here. One of my favorite law classmates of all time. We we were talking hoops in law all the time. Mr. D would come up to us occasionally, and he'd be like. Exactly. That was the trio, man. Every day we'd come in talking about balling. Hey. And that's just what it was. You'd always be repping Bam too, man. Like talking talking to me about Bam, the goat center. He is a goat. He had a game winner the other day. That that no, he. I mean, you gotta admit, Bam not only is like really good on offense, but I think his defense is better than his offensive game. I feel like he's for sure deserving of his top three defensive player of the year. Like you know, he's top three right now, so he's definitely helping Miami out. I mean, they had their little rough skit at the beginning, but it seems like they're getting their stuff together. Yeah, exactly. I just basically think uh, the Miami Heat, you know, it's basically the BAM show when... The BAM show. The BAM show. show. When Jimmy's not there, you know, um, who else else you got to uh, trust in other than BAM? So you got to have that, and BAM needs to keep up these consistent uh, performances, you know? in order to uh, keep team success. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like like Joe mentioned, they start off super cold. I think that was heavily due to Jimmy Butler being out a lot to uh he, I think he had covid earlier yeah, in the year. He, he lost a lot of weight. He lost like I think 20 20 pounds. I think it was around like that and he he did look really skinny, you could tell. Yeah. That's crazy. But they've bounced back and they look they they're looking like that team that made the finals, you know. Yeah. All right, guys, I got some questions for you guys. You, you two both can answer them. Uh, what's your favorite NBA moment? Um, for me, if I really had to, like, you know, if this is, like, um, just me watching the NBA in general, I feel like for sure watching that game, either the 2016 finals, either game five or game seven, that between Gold State and the Cavs, I, I watched, like, that was, like, the – first final series that I really watched from game one to seven, like the first seven game series, that was like easily the two most entertaining games I've ever seen. You know, both teams are really going at it. You know, the Cavs ultimately won game seven, uh, LeBron block and Kyrie shot, you know, two easily two of the most clutch moments I've seen in a two minute sequence in basketball. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say uh, I can't really think of a all-time favorite moment, but if a, a recent one that comes to mind is uh, Dwayne Wade's uh, farewell tour, and just a moment, and s- specifically uh, D- Dwayne Wade's game winner against the Warriors, that that was a really special one for me, just to see him uh, even in his old age, you know. Um, what was it, two defenders still making the shot, you know, and seeing him have all that energy that he's had his whole career. You love to see it. It was a weird shot, too. Like, he, he got blocked, and then he, you know, came up with the rebound real quick and you just put it up. 
Yeah, it was like it was like a runner when he made that, right? Like like a like a three point floater or something. Yeah, I I can recall both those moments for sure. Uh, I was I was watching Game Seven of those of those 2016 Finals, and oh my goodness, yeah, I was I was rooting for the Cavs, LeBron and Kyrie, because I want I did not want I still wanted Jordan's 95 96 team to be the best team ever, because 73 and nine don't mean a thing without a ring, you know? Yeah. Like, they, that team didn't get a ring, so I still say the 72 and 10 Bulls, best team ever, and I think that stood true. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that no one can ever beat the Bulls, man. Come on, man. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, you can't beat him. Oh wait. Uh, yeah, that whole D Wade fare, farewell tour with you, James. Uh, iconic, iconic for sure. <laughs> A ton of jersey swaps. I remember. Man, <laughs> oh my god, man, dude! Manu- Every other game. Emmanuel Mudiay. Bro. Oh yeah, when he got rejected that? the jersey. You remember that? That was that was hilarious. He he sent him one later though. Yeah, I think. he did. But Not, it was it just like game worn, dude was so salty. I, felt, I would be too. <laughs> I felt bad. I felt bad. I was like, dang, poor guy. <laughs> you know that actually kind of reminds me of uh, Zion and Javale. Remember when? Yeah. <laughs> He didn't even ask for his jersey back. He just <laughs> gave him, you know, here's your prize. Just take it, man. <laughs> yeah, just take it, man. I'm not making checked in a fool. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So the NBA is full of a lot of talented players. Uh, what are your guys' favorite players? Um, I think this isn't a surprise to you guys in the studio. I mean, I've been talking about this guy from his first team that he was on. Minnesota, and now he's on Chicago. Our shooting guard number eight, Zach Levine, the most insane player I think that I've followed since, like you know, before he became what he is now. You know, I'm not gonna lie, uh, I was a fan from the dunk contest. We, we, you know, we gotta we gotta be specific with that. But I mean, I've been following him, and then you know, obviously him coming to the Bulls was awesome. And I mean, look at him now; he's uh, an All Star. He's, I think, easily top shooting guard in the league, you know. Now, now you mentioned dunk contest. You're a little bit of a dunker yourself, aren't you? No. No? I, I well, th- I, have I, my, I have my own infamous moment on a Cash Nasty video in, like, 2016, you know. Little little dunk action. I made the dunk and still didn't get my money, though. Cash, you owe me, like, 10 bucks, bro. <laughs> 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 All right, James, what about you? What's your favorite play? Uh, my favorite player, I mean, recently, um, I mean, honestly, I've been pushing for this guy for a while, but Nikola Jokic, I mean, my favorite player from uh, recent history, perfectly. He's changing up the game of basketball as we know it. I mean, he's a s- seven-foot guard, averaging guard-like numbers. What is he averaging? 26, 11, and 8, right? Insane for a big man. I mean, revolutionizing the game of basketball. He's a uh, he's and you know the thing about Jokic too is no one really thought that he would be anything. I, th- I don't even think he was like. I don't remember if he was like a twentieth pick, but I never no, heard he anything. Forty third. He was like forty. Yeah, he was. He was very late. Forty first pick, correct, James? Yeah. It's very late, like very it, late. And yeah. I mean, you know, that's why those picks are valuable too. You know, you get those late. You get those like second pick bloomers that can really, really elevate a team. Bro, like they're him. they're playing Portland tonight, and Jokic average. Maybe they played one game. I don't know how many games they played against him in the past uh, this season, but he's averaging forty one and five against. 
41 points and five assists against Portland. <laughs> Jeez, like, bro, dude. he's got it out for them tonight. I mean, who did they have to stop him? Yeah, and I mean, you know, we're, if we're talking about the Nuggets, too, they did lose Jamal Murray. Yeah. So, you know, this is time for Yogis to solidify that. He can lead a team by himself. Right. I'm, I, I had not. I mean, the West, man, you could go with so many different teams, too. But, like, the Nuggets, like, they made the conference finals last year. I'm like, if, if I don't, I think if Jamal didn't get hurt, they may have had legit chances at being in the finals but i i don't know it's it's the west it's tricky out there you know like the lakers people are probably sleeping a little because lebron and ad have been hurt ad's coming back i heard i think and uh yeah but obviously i'm shocked the lakers aren't doing worse without those guys but they're you know, yeah we can't count them out we can't count out lebron yeah and you know they did acquire andre drummond who mm-hmm. is easily one of the like you know top free like you know guys picked up he wasn't in free agency but he was bought out and i feel like you know he's had a few good games and you know in those good games that he's had he's produced w's for the team so yeah he's he's definitely a force um all right guys i know you did a little bit of hooping yourself some b-team ballers played it played alongside me so you're you're automatically playing better because <laughs> i got i got a hall of fame dimer and everything but uh guys favorite Favorite moment from your own playing career? Um, for me, um, I, I could say like you know going to the championship in eighth grade. You know we lost though, and I didn't get any playing time. Uh, that's why we lost. But um, in game action, my favorite moment had to be like my first three that I made. That was pretty funny because it was just so unorthodox. You know, I get the ball. I think it was either Irving or Gio who, like, <laughs> lost it. I just grabbed it and I put it up. And, like, everybody started laughing because I made it. And it was just really funny. Bro, you had that you had that Lonzo-type release. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, Joe had a jumper. I he mean, I, I'm not going to be against it. He might have fell off a bit now. But nah, bro. Hey, he has yeah. the arm. Back, back in June when Joe came to my house, he was just – you just you were just draining threes over me. You got there and you were like, like right over, like four in a row or some. It was crazy. See, I'm turning that type of dad baller. I'm just a baller when I retire, bro. <laughs> dad baller. Just balling driveways strictly. Driveway baller. <laughs> oh God. No, but uh, yeah, Joe. I feel like you're one of those players that uh, it's hit or miss. You know, like when you're hot. Hit or miss. I, I, I can't. <laughs> Guess they never miss. But <laughs> that's the thing, though. Joan doesn't miss. When he's hot, like, even me, I could be in your face. And uh, I still the make the shot. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had some nice gym class moments my, myself. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes I get hot. I'm like, if I could compare myself to anybody, I'm like J.R. Smith, bro. When I'm hot, I'm hot. When I'm cold, though, it's ugly. <laughs> It's ugly. <laughs> exactly, bro. And we got the infamous James Fraley, a.k.a. Joe Fraley. What's your Joe, moment? Joe. Oh, oh, I can't think. I have so many, but... Uh, <laughs> Probably something with me on the court, obviously, you know. Yeah, maybe, but uh, <laughs> my favorite... Maybe, you know, when Liam's, like, behind you and you get that beautiful view. <laughs> 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 That's the best of them all, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, my best... My favorite in-game moment would um, probably be the game against uh, Maine West, I think it was. 
Um, I didn't have much of a scoring game. I only scored like eight points or whatever. Not really that impressive. Just some slight, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Eight points. Not the satisfactory, but you know what was satisfactory that I was dogging their whole team like the <laughs> whole game. Like uh, I think I ended with like whew. it was like eighteen rebounds. Yeah, yeah eighteen boards, <laughs> near twenty rebounds. Just, just some light, you know. I, I would be averaging thirty. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Coach, I, mean, I mean, who's surprised, man? It's James Fraley, man. Come on, <laughs> come on. It's the goat. Is <laughs> in we speak. No, but um, the coach. Uh, he was while I was doing that they were quadruple teaming me basically <laughs> under the paint and they still couldn't get anything so their <laughs> team was uh, like their team couldn't get anything so their coach starts yelling at them and I, I don't want to be using it inappropriate language but uh, it definitely wasn't kind words to his team like box out but I'm not going to get into <laughs> it yeah dude I that main West I, honestly James from the time I've gotten watching you, like you, you are so fun to watch because your game is so versatile. Like you can, you can not only shoot the ball, you can you can body people inside too. And I've like, I've been bodied by James. <laughs> yeah, I have too. Not <laughs> fun. Not <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah uh, my my play style. Like if we're gonna go into that, it, it's a bit unorthodox. Uh, honestly, since. I've been a kid, you know, I've had a bigger body, so, like, uh, I've kind of watched the big man post moves, so, uh, most of my time, I'm just practicing that, but recently, you know, and throughout these past years, got that ball handling skills, or at least trying to, and, uh, it's been trying. I don't know about trying, I think they're down pat. If, If I could compare you to anybody, I'd say, like, you remind me most of, like, a prime boogie. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. I love the here. <laughs> Boogie, oh my god. Bro, that's actually who I looked up to when I would uh, you know, practice and I get better. I see it in your game. I see it in your game. I just sure. watch Boogie clips cuz he was basically uh a more aggressive like pre-Jokic in my eyes. He was doing the things that Jokic is doing now, but you know, 4 or 5 years ago. Exactly, yeah. Uh I'm going to transition here. What made you fall in love with the game of basketball in the NBA? I mean, for me, I, I, I just played basketball as, like, you know, a middle school, school school sport. It, like, really started to, like, you know, the love of basketball was created, I'd say. You know, honestly, by playing 2K, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know? Me. Um, it's it's uh definitely weird because you know when you start and you don't know anything about nba at all it's kind of like you know just a lot of stuff you learn but you know even just playing the game you learn new you learn the rules you learn the players you know but then you know you start watching the actual basketball games like consistently you try to better your game and you know honestly basketball is just my favorite sport because it's entertaining you know we we live in a like a state where we have a big market for basketball so it's also good you know the chicago bulls um i would just say the love of basketball just came naturally it wasn't really like forced huh well for me uh my family it's not they're not really a huge basketball family um i think i'm the only one that plays basketball consistently so uh it wasn't you know i wasn't taught at an early age uh I, the game always seemed interesting to me as a kid, but 
I really did nothing more with that. But when uh, I think it had to be like seventh grade, I was just playing with a couple of friends, and uh, they told me, "Hey, you're gonna play center," and I'll be like, "Okay." Sure. <laughs> and I had no clue what, what the center, center position <laughs> did or what it was. So <laughs> this the day after was when we were going to be playing. So I'm like, I have to search this up. <laughs> so I started watching gameplay of uh, the center position in general because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> just, just stands in the center of the court. <laughs> hey, and yeah, it seemed kind of interesting, you know, just them using raw power to back down someone and then just get the easy shot. And it, it seemed interesting. So that's what I kept doing. And then as that day uh, kept going on, I just kept playing. And then um, day after, same thing. I just played for hours. So yeah. Yeah, I see that. I see that 100%. To be honest with me, it took it took some time for me to fall in love with the game. Like, I was in first grade, and I, I was so bad, bro. Like, I would I would be running the wrong way, my parents <laughs> told me, and my, they would be laughing at me. But I didn't. I, I, I honestly did, did not like playing basketball at all from first grade to third grade. And then in fourth grade, I purchased my favorite 2K of all time, NBA 2K13. Oh, yeah. And I got super interested in basketball and the NBA. And that's that's most definitely how I fell in love in, with the game. And then whenever I'd make a my player, like I'd always try and mimic the jump, the the animations and the jump shot to try and like whenever I'd be outside, I'd be like, oh. I want to shoot like the Steve Nash base or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I fell in love. So I can relate with Joe on that 2K point and like James when you were like learning more throughout watching, I guess, too. Uh, this is an interesting question I love to ask. I've, lo- I've asked everybody on the podcast this. Uh, what NBA player would you like to play alongside? Anybody, current, former, anything. Um, I'm gonna give a current and then like you know an all time. So obviously for current, I don't I don't think this is like any debut about who you would love to play alongside. I think it's easily LeBron. I mean, uh, currently I feel like he's one of those leaders who can elevate a team beyond what they should be. I mean, he has a very good career record at doing that. The Cavs before the Miami trade. Um. And, you know, of all time, I think um, I would say Jordan, but I feel like I have to switch it up a little bit. I think I would love to play with Magic. Magic, I feel like, would be one of those, like, really good facilitator guys you would love to play again, like, like, with. I like that answer. James, how about you? Oh, my bad. (laughs) No, it's good. Um, I don't know. Um, For current player, um, you know, Obviously, I said I like this player before, but uh, it's really unconventional. But DeMarcus Cousins, like, uh, he's such a hothead, you know, when uh, something doesn't go his way, he'll obviously turn up. And that's what the energy I want on my team, necessarily. Like, I I want the hot mouth, and I want him being (laughs) everywhere and protecting his teammates, you know. And getting ejected. (laughs) If it happens, it happens. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, um, my all-time player, um, probably, since I like the trash talk, probably Kevin Garnett. Uh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Man, I, 
I would love I would love to talk about KG's trash talk, but I don't. I think I'd have to I, I think not get be able banned to upload from the this studio. podcast. Yeah, we get banned from the studio. What, some of the things he said. And you fans, if you hear that, Blueberry Murph and fans, you go look up some clips about. Kevin no, Garner. you're telling. <laughs> oh, don't, 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 no. <laughs> don't look them up. As long as you know it's appropriate, if you can. Don't look them up without parental permission. <laughs> Not that bad, but just try. He said a lot of choice things on the court. James, you got any more to add about KG or? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. KG's got a lot of energy, and I could see him being like a good mentor for post players. So that's I could see that as well for you when playing alongside <laughs> exactly it gives you that tenacity and fire i mean i i feel like i kind of do you that on that the court yourself. as well you have that yourself yeah sure. i i like to talk a lot on the court <laughs> if, if you're missing i'm gonna call you out for it Man, i remember in gym class <laughs> i i came it was a, such a stoop like this play like I, i'm sneaky in basketball sometimes i'll come behind people and steal the ball I did it one time when James was dribbling back. I stole it from him. There was fire in his eyes. <laughs> fire in his eyes. It's the worst thing that it, could happen to me. It is frustrating. It is frustrating. Oh. I can see that being frustrating. Getting it stolen behind your back. Like, oh. ugh. Ugh. My <laughs> playmaking <laughs> for what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, there hasn't... Uh, it's been a pretty average week for NBA news, I'd say, right? I mean, uh, if outside of the NBA itself, sure, but uh, we've had quite a lot of things go on yeah. in the game. Yeah, for oh well, like game wise, yeah, I got, we will cover that. Blueberry Murphin fans, don't you worry. The games, the stats, stuff like that, it'll be covered. You think we're, we're you think we're coming unprepared, huh? I know <laughs> we prepare. Never. We prepare here. Uh, this is what I did instead of studying for math. <laughs> 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 that's that's why I got a twenty-five. Is it gonna pay off? D- it already it did. It will pay off. It will pay off one day, when we're when we're famous on this podcast. <laughs> All Go right. back to this. First thing, this got announced yesterday. Zion Williams, Zion Williamson's first signature shoe, the Zion One, was announced, and it cost one hundred and twenty dollars, pretty standard price for. Uh, for a new shoe, I, I I see that pretty normally priced, and according to the sneaker bar Detroit, the Gen Zion colorway, I think that's like the basic. I think it's. Let me look it up. What it looks like. Um. It's a. Is it the green ones or? The, let me find. Hmm. I think they're just like the most standard ones. Uh, but. They look like some solid shoes. Uh, I think they're the black and white ones. Oh, uh, they, okay. you know, they kind of remind me of like the Mellow 11s if you've seen them. Yeah. I, uh, that's what I saw. So They're both Jordan brands, so I think that's why. But You know, uh, actually, until like a couple weeks ago, I didn't even realize Zion was signed with Jordan. I, I completely <laughs> forgot, and uh, it was a surprise to see the Jumpman logo on his shoes instead of... Uh, Reebok or something. <laughs> I mean, I Reebok. Thought, I thought he was going to sign balance. with Nike because, like, it seems like he's kind of going to be everybody's hyping him all the future LeBron and stuff like that. But then when he signed with Jordan, it kind of like, you know, it was surprising. But the shoes do look nice. Yeah, they look solid. They're clean for sure. 
Uh, yeah, so that Gen Zion colorway releases April 23rd at select retailers on Nike.com, according to Sneaker Bar Detroit. Once again, not trying to get plagiarism. <laughs> MLA format, baby. Uh, the ZNA colorway releases May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, followed by the Noah pair on May 19th and the Marion makeup on May 26th. That is all according to Sneaker Bar Detroit. Um, so another something I heard about the Jordan Zion one, Noah, is that it is inspired by his uh, his apparently uh, this is quoted from I think this is also from Sneaker Bar Detroit his unbreakable bond between him and his little brother, which is really cool. Wow. That's that's huh. pretty cool to me, and I, I think it was like his brother's drawing that is on that shoe colorway. Really? Let's check it out. I think that is what, what I heard. Looks like. I didn't know it was his uh, colorway. Um, but yeah, I thought the Noahs uh, they looked pretty good, um, even as well with the ZNAs. But with I think the Zion shoes with the other two. I think it's just hit or miss based off of the colorway because there were uh, a couple that I looked at and uh, like the the Marion uh, it I don't like it at all and it's just uh, I don't know the different colorways make it pop more is that's the that's the, like the red and pink one yeah looks solid to me it's it's unique for sure uh I don't. I think it's based off. That's based off as the the hometown he was, he grew up in. He was born in North Carolina, as as far as mm-hmm. I know. Maybe that's why he went with Jordan. But, oh um, yeah, I forgot he went with Jordan because the one time the shoe blew up, the, ni- the <laughs> Nike PGs that blew up on his foot. <laughs> yeah, Zion, Zion's from Salisbury, North Carolina, but I think he grew up in Marion, so that's why. Uh, Hmm. It's, 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 I like I like how he's got a story behind the colorways, and you see that a lot of the time. I think with players, but I do like how. I feel like I see the most with Damian Lillard. Yeah. You know? I fun fact: I had a pair of Dames, uh, the Dame Crazy Light Boosts. I, I believe they're the first Crazy Light Boosts, and they're the they're like cheetah print, and like I'm gonna look them up right now. Um, they're like cheetah print. I had these when we're, I was in sixth grade. We love cheetah print. Cheetah print is dope. Uh, yeah, they're like cheetah print. They're like red and. Did you get the bape ones? <laughs> <laughs> the bape ones. <laughs> I I can't rotate the iPad, but you guys can look them up. But they're they're pretty cool shoes. I didn't think I had bad, uh, taste in shoes. They were pretty cool, and they they were like some of the first shoes. Adidas uses Boost a lot now. My shoes are boosting them right now, but um, yeah, they're like some of the first shoes with Boost. When the like the first that was the first year they started trying out all the stuff with Boost. Pretty cool, wow. pretty cool stuff. Yeah. But uh, I like what they're doing though, with especially with all these backgrounds behind each shoe. Um, for Zion uh, himself, I mean, uh, I think it's a fitting narrative considering like him himself he has a great story to tell his coming up story you know um living in poverty and then coming up and becoming the number two high school player and then becoming the number one overall pick and the one the thing i've noticed with zion is he's become like 
so underrated. Like, remember how hyped he was coming out of college, but a lot of the hype died down after the pandemic because he didn't play a lot of games, so people people slept on him. But Zion is having an unreal season. He's I'll pull it up right now. I feel like it's not even just with Zion. I feel it, like oh, most of these newer guys. Are a lot of guys underrated. are just completely underhyped because uh, what Mello Mello has gotten a lot. Mello, I feel like is getting the most hype, and I mean, yeah, he deserves it, but I don't think he deserves like all of it. Probably not to the extent. Uh, yeah, he has transformed that Pelicans team, though. Uh, or Hornets team. Excuse me, I was looking at a picture of Zion. Zion is averaging 27-7-3 this season. Yeah, that doing that ridiculous. only as a f- two-year sophomore in basketball. And he didn't even, he didn't even, he played a, what, 20-game rookie year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, exactly. It's unreal. And now he, he has a chance to play point guard, too, you know? I mean, he had, what is it, he had 33 points, right, uh, last night? Yes, he had 33 last night. So I he's, mean, you know, he's leading a... Sh- uh, you, you know, it's a problem when you have a sophomore leading a uh, New Orleans Pelicans team that is struggling, too. I mean... Zion is carrying those dudes, yeah. bro. I mean, I'm surprised Brandon Ingram isn't... You know, he's doing okay, but it's it's, just, it's Zion's team. Yeah. Uh, I, what is up with Brandon Ingram, though? I thought he was the primary scoring option here. And if Zion's scoring 27, he better be the best second option ever yeah and i mean if you look at the pelicans in general i mean you got guys like steven adams you got jackson hayes very long defensive guys hernan gomez you got um uh lonzo ball on the perimeter and they're still one of the worst defensive teams in the league yeah, right now right you know, this right. should be a good team they should the be much better pelicans should be at least uh a top playoff eight. team. They, yeah. they have Eric Bledsoe, yeah. too. And, I mean, that was a terrible trade, getting rid of Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe. You know? And he hasn't been doing much for the team. And I feel like losing Drew really changed the dynamic of the Pelicans. Ingram is now averaging – he's averaging uh, 24 a game. 24, really? 5, and 4.8. Which wow. Dude, that's, a, that's a, I, I haven't heard anything from Ingram. No, absolutely. Yeah, I've heard no coverage about him. Like, last year – feel like he was he was pretty well covered yeah because yeah. uh, that was that was his mip it was year, his right? breakout year yep mip and last year last year he was averaging less 23.8 a game that's insane well so that's sorry ingram i didn't mean to talk trash yeah <laughs> bro where where he, he just needs more clout that's it well i think <laughs> it uh comes from you know uh this could go for zion as well but I think it's just a matter of uh, the Pelicans, you know, weren't in the playoffs. Right. So, and for a lot of us, that was so long ago. So, we just kind of tend to forget about these players like Brandon Ingram and Zion, who are doing great on a not-so-great team. So. The funny thing is, like, once the bubble started, I was like... Wow, the NBA is doing everything they want to, they can to get Zion into the playoffs, <laughs> and then they didn't make it. But I, I would love to see him in it. But <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, one thing, the the next thing I wanted to bring up is this guy is a character. One of my one of my favorite personalities in the entire league. One of my favorite rookies, Anthony Edwards. You you have to <laughs> love Ant, bro. Ant is co- a comedian. Some notable things he said. He said. What was it about, like, when he was getting interviewed for the draft, he was like, 
He was like, he doesn't care. He was, yeah, like, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't care about no. basketball really. It was kind of the gist that was coming from it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally, exactly. Like, if you're going to the league, you should care. But this man's like, especially if no. you're a number one pick overall. Come on, dude. I think he said he prioritized football. Yeah, he, he, he did some other sport, some other sport that he cared about more, but. But I don't understand why he doesn't love basketball. He's a baller. Exactly. He is a hooper. But this, this, I, I believe it was uh, this weekend, he had a hilarious interview with GQ about um, Alex. If you guys, I'm sure, do you guys, you guys know who A-Rod is, right? Oh, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, well, um, I, got, I got a story when you're done telling us about right. that specifically. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alex Rodriguez is a former professional baseball player, and him and Mark Lore bought the team for one point five billion dollars. And A Rod's pretty well known throughout, uh, just everywhere. He's he's pretty famous even off the field. Like even non baseball fans know who A Rod is because he was engaged to J Lo that that is broken <laughs> off now. A big dub for my boy, but you know it's okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, that that Anthony Edwards had zero clue who it is, who he was, and should we, should we read out the dialogue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you guys have it pulled up for on the post? I don't think. I have it. I have a DM to you, Joe. Let's see. Just read it out. Oh, but uh, the story was I seen the post. I seen a first post, and it said Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez instead of A Rod. I am like, who, who, who is this guy, man? I don't, I don't know who he is. And then <laughs> I seen another post, and I'm like, oh, A Rod. All right, all right. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame Anthony Edwards to be honest. It's kind of, I didn't get it, so I don't know why he should. should you know? should, should we read? I, I can read out the combo. Yeah. So GQ goes. So you really don't know who A-Rod is, huh? And then <laughs> Edwards go, well, I do now. And then he goes, the GQ guys, G- fudge, I'm going to be butchering this. The GQ guy GQ guy goes, what made you change that? And he goes, everybody was texting me, telling me about it. That's it, for real. <laughs> what did you learn in the last few days about the dude who might own your team? They told me he's a Hall of Famer. Somebody told me he's like the Michael Jordan of baseball. I feel like that's a stretch. <laughs> oh, dang. You didn't watch any games or highlights to verify that with your own eyes? Nah, I ain't watched none. Nah, I know he he date J-Lo, though. <laughs> and, then <he> goes, <laughs> and then he goes, he does not. And then Edwards goes, what? And then uh. the GQ guy, <laughs> he used to date J-Lo, but they just broke up. And then he goes, a word I can't say on the podcast, dang. <laughs> So I'll replace it. You uh, look like you're disappointed. He goes, yeah, I am. And then the GQ go- guy goes, any reason? And then Edwards responds, he's going to be my owner. I want him to be happy. <laughs> you think he's going to be happier with J-Lo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, so, I mean, you got listeners probably had a tough time following that, but com- that's com- it's comedy. Yeah. It's uh, honestly comedy. Ant is a character, bro. Jokester. Jay will make anyone feel happy. Indubitably. <laughs> Seriously, I could. I, I hope one day somebody puts like a big compilation of Edward's funny moments. There's like, still way get, more to come. So. I know, exactly. That's the exciting thing. Like, this dude has had so many funny moments throughout his, his career already. Like, young career already. Yeah, and uh, all jokes aside, though, um, 
you know, this purchase of the team is actually a really good move for the Timberwolves, I feel. Uh, their ownership has just been atrocious recently, and that's the only reason that uh, has had the Timberwolves struggling. Was it the Timberwolves? Kevin Garnett, I didn't you, retire yeah. his jersey in Minnesota because of the owner, correct? Yeah. Yep. Is that what? Yeah. yeah. He said he's, he was something about, like, I don't, you know, I got respect for the city, but I don't got respect for the GM, basically. That's yeah, what was, I remember. that's what it was like. Yeah, but, yeah, this is a good move, I think, yeah, for, for the city of Minnesota, for the team, for sure. Um, next news, we're going to talk about another rookie, a potential rookie of the year. LaMelo Ball's wrist has now healed, and he is cleared for practice as Great news for the Hornets. Massive news. Massive. Let's go. We Massive. love to hear this. Um, hear I mean, they, they're playing okay, you know, without him. But obviously, you know, LaMelo is a huge factor of the team. I think everybody thought that they were going to be on a downward slope from here on out. But, you know, Gordon Hayward is playing really good. I think he's injured too, right? I heard he was injured. I don't know if he's active right now or no, but I know Miles Bridges has been stepping up for that team. P.J. Washington, too, he had a really good game the other night, and, you know, it's, it's no surprise. Devontae Graham as well, you know. I feel like one of one of the most underrated guards in your last year was the MV- MIP candidate, yep. too. Could have potentially been M- MIP for sure. He, like, jumped, his scoring jumped from, like, 4 to 19 or yeah, something. Yeah, some, like, something 2, 4 or 9, 4 or 2 to, like, eight, eight, 19 or 18 points. Yeah, That's that huge. Yeah, and uh, Lamelo, he just—I think he just brings a whole different culture to the city that hasn't been there before. Uh, they got a whole new level of connection, at least between the teammates, that I haven't seen in quite a while you know for them. I just, I just forgot—I forgot to mention Terry Rozier. Oh, Terry! Oh, Terry! How, how did I how did I forget about Terry Rozier? I did that last episode, so. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I can't overly do the Terry thing because then people are just going to stop listening. But, um, yeah, dude, the Hornets commentator, best best commentator in the league. Like, they got a, a great comment. He's been there before. He was there before. Uh, I didn't bring this up when I was talking to Ryan about it, but the best, his funniest call to me was when the Bulls played um, – Played the Hornets and Zach had that crazy game with forty nine points and thirteen the, the, threes. The, the crazy game winner that was like easily yes. one of the best that year. Freaking goat. I don't. I don't know if I can play it. Should I play it into the mic? Um, can you? I, don't I think know. like I could just go like this. But should I do that? If okay. you want, you can. He, <laughs> but I can imitate it before. But he. Hold on. I'll just pull it. I'll just pull it up because it's great. No, it's, the, it's great. You, you, the fans got to hear it. The Hornets finally got their stuff together, and it's nice to see that. Yeah. And it's nice to see my boy Jordan succeed. They won't go away. <laughs> That was, oh my, Levine, that's when Levine 
solidified himself as sauce. becoming a star. Give it a hot sauce. That Give was it a hot sauce. that was one of the most iconic that Levine <laughs> moments. That <laughs> was when he finally started to get the recognition 13, he deserved. Thirteen threes that game, and that clip is just comedy to me when he goes, "Good golly, always in the rearview mirror," and then and then and then the game winner. Oh no, you're kidding! You're kidding! You know, one thing I'll, I'll give the horse Hornets commentator, he is passionate for that team, bro. Like you can hear it in his voice when he's watching when he's like watching the game. It's not even just talking. him. You know, the the Hornet games are just entertaining to watch because the team and him, you know, brings Lamello a whole too. new dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, just him hyping it up is just a whole different level, especially when uh, I watch Malik Monk, you know, just keep dunking. And, you know, yeah, it should get boring after they do a couple tomahawks and he's like, Malik, (laughs) but it doesn't. It's still fun to watch because he makes it entertaining. Yeah, when when Terry Rozier posterized KD, like barely posterized, he was like, oh, (laughs) oh, Terry. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that guy's comedy. Oh, Oh, and yeah, Terry Rozier did prove himself because I remember when, you know, the Celtics didn't want to resign him. He's like, you guys are not seeing what I am as a player. Jordan saw it. (laughs) I feel like, you know, he definitely proved himself and that, you know, his actions did speak louder than his words. Yeah, exactly, but uh, I still don't necessarily know if he's worth his contract but they <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that but he's definitely one of those like really good players well, uh, I'm, I'm, I actually want to see what it is yeah what was it I, he I wanted a max right from the Celtics and they they it was some like huge contract and that was when they had like Kyrie Hayward Jalen Brown uh uh, Jason Tatum. They had Al Horford. They had Mark. Was it Marcus Morris still? They had a bunch yeah. of talent on that Celtics team. I don't know how. This year, his contract. Let's see what it is. His average. It was. Hold on. 2019 to 2022, 56.7 million. That's not, that's not that bad, right? 18. Point, he makes 18.9 million annually. Well, that's a year for. Terry Rozier. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a good contract for him. I feel like guy like Nick Batum's contract, dude. Come on, like that. That that we were talking about the Hornets' bad contracts. You know, Nick Batum was making what one hundred million. Like he was making Does big money. He's oh my yeah. Don't he, even get me started. With yeah. So I mean, honestly, I think eighteen mil per year is a good contract for um, Terry. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's solid for him, I'd say. Uh, yeah, transitioning from the Hornets, they've been a big topic of discussion. Uh, James Harden will be out indefinitely due to a setback in hamstring rehab. Yeah, uh, that hurts them a lot, especially for their uh, just contention in general, keeping that seed. Um, Harden was a really big uh, winning factor for them, especially since Katie has also been uh, in and out. Um, and now it just kind of has to be the Kyrie show. And can you really put that much faith into Kyrie after what he's shown you? I feel like his character is definitely not what they want. But um, if we Katie should be back soon. I think he's coming back soon, so that's going to help out the team. But Kyrie, I feel like, 
maybe might be able to. Just because the Nets are finally starting to figure out their defensive and offensive situations. You know, they got Blake. You know, it does suck that they did lose L.A. as well. But, you know, I feel like they have the pieces. And, I mean, from the game, what was it, the Pelicans game last night where the Nets played? I think most of the guys stepped up. I think Shamit had double digits. Yeah, and Kyrie, I think, Kyrie had yeah, 32. Yeah, Kyrie had 32. Um, uh, Bruce Brown has been playing okay. Claxton has been a huge factor. I mean, Blake, even Blake, I think Blake had 16 points last night. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, I did see I did see something happen last night. Blake went up for a dunk from about halfway through, and that man had to finish a, with the, a, the finesse of a layup because he couldn't jump up there. Old man Blake, brings, it hurts that brings me to pain. see. Yeah, that brings me pain. But, yeah, um, the Nets, James Harden has had easily one of his best years as a Net. I mean, he's insane, you know. Averaging like, I think he was, like, at one point averaging, like, 30-something and 10 and 10 in a week. Yeah, it's he's been, you know, having an uh he's at least been in contention for MVP this season. Yes. And uh over his partners like Katie, you know, and Kyrie. And that's crazy to think about. A superstar with two other superstars on their team and still getting recognition for their good play. I mean, it, it's impressive to see him do that when his uh Ball control. Just, just imagine telling somebody in like 2016 that Kyrie, Harden, Durant, and Blake would all be even on the same LA, roster. even though he was there for a short bit. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. that team had 41 combined All Star appearances. And I mean, you know, crazy. we also forgot 41. that Dinwiddie is out too. So they got Dinwiddie for next year. Yeah, and he's actually hopeful to come back soon, so uh, it'll be good to see him um, maybe in the playoffs. Yeah, fun fact. former bull flourishing. <laughs> fun fact, Ryan, uh, Ryan, my cousin, owns a Dinwiddie jersey, signed Dinwiddie jersey. So I don't it, was know. It, was, was it a G League or a Bulls jersey? Bu- ah, Bulls jersey. Okay. He bought it at a G League game. Oh, okay. At uh, Windy City Bulls. It was called the D League then when he bought it. But, yeah, that's bought it back in 2016. Pretty pretty cool. <laughs> Just uh, to see them do better. It's great. It is. Yeah. Uh, let's transition to the other side of New York. Let's, let's go to Manhattan. We're going to talk about the New York Knicks. Congratulations, Knicks fans. You have a competent team. You've uh, finally... Uh, finally a front office, a good coach, and good players. <laughs> you finally helped that kid get his Christmas wish. The kid back in 2014. <laughs> Did you s- Have you seen that? That uh, picture? No. With no, the, man. Let me find that. All I remember is, you know, the, everyone was doubting the Knicks when they traded Porzingis. Uh, Pingus, oh, Pingus. It was, it was the Knicks. Oh, Pingus, it was basically Pingus. the send-off of the Knicks because everyone thought that they were not going to be... Good at all? I didn't they, no, I didn't. Good. What do you? I don't think anybody really expected this because everybody be was clowning them because because uh, of the lack of success yeah. they had in free agency. But Randall has turned out to be oh, oh my goodness, Julius Randall! I was I was watching the game like highlights of the game. This man last night was making like moving middies. How tall is he? Like six ten, and he moves like a shooting guard off the dribble. Yeah, it's great to see improvement out of him. I mean, a lot of people always have had him, you know, as a good player, as a 
you know, pretty good player that you can put your trust into. Uh, and, and with the Pelicans, you know, he was doing that. But uh, he's had this opportunity to become the main player. And he's took it and done a great job with it. He is the it. man in New York, yeah. undoubtedly. And I, it's always them former Lakers, the <laughs> D'Lo, Brandon Ingram, and now Julius Randle. Even Jordan Clarkson, you know. They, they, the Lakers did them all dirty. But not even that. I mean, R.J. Barrett, dude. R.J. Barrett received a bunch of slander about him being a bust and about him underperforming. And it seems like he's hit his stride the last few, like, months. You know, finally, you know, he had, like, I think he had, like, 24 points yesterday. Yeah. Not only am I happy to see the young guys on the Knicks succeeding, but D. Rose is a New York Knicks, so I'm really happy to Number see four. Yes, sir, he's wearing They're, number four. But the team excels, not in offense, I'd say more defense. They dominate the paint on the boards and blocks. They got Mitchell Robinson, who's injured right now, so they put Nerlens Noel in. He's re- he's okay, you know, the block party baby, but, um, you know, the, their paint defense is insane. And they they play like Knicks. They they play like how you would think the Knicks play. Bro, I I was not buying the Knicks hype earlier in the season, but they've 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 done it. They've bought they've gotten my approval. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it's really been a thing though. They got won seven in, of their past games. Yeah, they're on a, yeah. they're they're yes. five games above five hundred. They've so. won seven in a row. Yeah. Fifth in the East, eight and two in their last ten. They're hot. And I think what is it? Um, Trey Young and the Hawks are playing against uh, the Knicks. That's gonna and be it's a battle for the fourth seed. Yeah, they're playing tonight, tonight right? Is it tonight? Um, I'm not sure if it's we, tonight. The Bulls play the Cavs tonight. Yes, that's all I know. Yes. But I think it was it was coming up. I know it's the, the battle for the yes, fourth they, seed. In they the do East. play tonight. Okay, okay, tonight yeah. at seven. So it's uh, a battle for the East fourth seed. Bro, Who will win? Bro. That's gonna be a good game. I was clowning Jack for saying the Hawks were top ten in the or top well, ten team, but he's he's yeah. now he's now right. Yeah, I mean you know we're, we get, we the Hawks, man. You know if we want to talk about the Hawks, dude. That team, after firing Lloyd Pierce, getting Nate McMillan, really did switch it up because Nate McMillan brought a new dynamic. He was able to get Trey Young and John Collins to finally mesh together properly because John Collins was not playing to the ability that he should be. But that dude had some mean dunks last night. I was watching it, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, dude. Why are you murdering the rim? Why do you have to do that, bro? It was just so aggressive. And, I mean, Clint Capella, too. Clint Capella is playing phenomenal. I, I don't think anybody expected Clint Capella to play this Oh, yeah, good. he, he had... Oh, he had like twenty five and twenty four. Yeah, twenty five and twenty four. Exactly. Game. And I didn't put him in for fantasy. Oh, I'm not. I've not updated <laughs> my fantasy in months, bro. Yeah, uh, John Collins. I've been a huge fan of since sophomore year of high school. Like when he dropped like thirty something on the Bulls. I'm like, this guy's legit, man. It's this guy's good. They had, they had a lot of good. beginning season issues though. They were. They I, did. I, I remember John Collins was displaying his, you know his disappointment with the team and how he's being used. You know, now you have a new coach who's not who doesn't suck. <laughs> they were like four, weren't they like 14 and 20? They were like 14 and 20. It was they really, were bad. really bad. Yeah. They were worse than us, the Bulls. Yeah. And were. now they're I think at 
500, I no, think. No, no, are they above it? They got to be definitely. I think they're, they're uh, way 30, above 32 it. 32 and 26. Oh, yeah. That's geez. insane. Insane. So, they're bit, yeah, they're, they're like at the same record as the Knicks. But, but that's, that's, a, that's that part of the season where I was like, Jack, I told you, they're not legit. And they've made changes and they're not legit. Yeah, I mean but they they still got some like Bo- they finally got Bogdan back right. Bogdan's been playing. Um, yeah, Trey Young's been having a great year, and you know they they got Gallinari. They got a future, man. They got a future. They're gonna be team. They're gonna be a, a squad. They are a squad right now, but they're gonna continue to be good. Uh, this man has been unconscious. I feel like his play is ageless, man, and. He has been unreal, ladies and gentlemen. Steph Curry. He has averaged 39.1 points, 6.4 rebounds, and 4.5 assists, shooting 48.6% from three, 54.6% from the field, and 90.1% from the free throw line these last 10 games. That is unreal. Appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. You might not see this ever again. Probably will not. You're this watching, is the best shooter ever. You're watching the best point guard in the league. Best point guard possibly ever. Possibly all time. Best shooter of all time. Let's keep it Undoubtedly. He, yeah. he can shoot off the dribble. He can shoot from half. He can shoot catch and shoot. He can shoot anywhere. He's, he's, sh- he's, he, made, he's made half-court shots. I mean, if you really want to talk about his most range. legendary shot, we could talk about the shot against the Thunder. Oh, yeah. That is easily one of the most legendary shots that he's had. <laughs> but that man has always been known as a shooter. And I mean, hey, he's getting it from his father, Dell. You know, War Dell. Genetics. <laughs> yeah, uh, comes in just, the family. Hey, just imagine Baby Curry's gonna be hitting double, <laughs> double the threes this time. <laughs> he's got training from everyone. That man might R- go demon R- mode. Riley's gonna be the best shooter in WNBA history. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he, doesn't he have a son too? Is yeah, he? he's got a yeah. son. Yeah. So Riley Curry, who knows? I mean, yeah. Uh. Yeah, he's Curry. Steph Curry has made seventy threes over his last ten games. Ridiculous. Yeah, Ridiculous. I don't Ridiculous. Listen, I know Damian Lillard's good, but I don't want to hear he's, any comparison to Curry. He's not on Steph. Like Steph. Stephen Curry is leagues above Damian Lillard. I th- I saw a statistic, and he uh, um, Damian Lillard has three ten plus three point games of all time. Curry has had three in the last week. He's so yeah, Steph is just on a whole nother level. Um, if I had someone who, if you know, to make the three, I live. It's Curry. No matter what, I got. I could put all the money on Curry. Fate of the universe on the line. <laughs> I want Igadala. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Max Kellerman, <laughs> dude. What are you thinking? <laughs> I don't think Igadala's ever had like a jump shot. I don't even know. Like a little bit, but not not. Dude, you're gonna take Philly. you're gonna take Iguodala over Curry, a generational talent, the guy who literally made every kid shoot threes instead of layups and middies. What are you talking about? Finals MVP. Finals, yeah, yeah, but finals that's, all, MVP. that's all they've got to be said. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Curry should have won at least one. Curry. Let's be honest. Curry is. Curry should have won the one in yeah. 2017 or 2018. I agree. And speaking of that team. Kevin Durant tweeted <laughs> on his um, accidental official account, liked a tweet that was supposed to be liked on his burner account <laughs> about how Curry sucked, <laughs> and that'll never be a Hoff PG, <laughs> and that is a snake move. Dude. Indubitably. <laughs> Indubitably. I, here's what I want to say about Curry. Uh, 
I love watching Stephen Curry because it gives me hope being someone who's unathletic and basically all I really can do is shoot. So I'm like, I enjoy watching Steph play the game and he plays the game so smooth. I feel uh, like he's playing better than his MVP season. His and he's helping the Warriors stay around 500. He is carrying them. I heard I heard somebody t- told me that they were 0-10 without Steph. <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. What are you going to do, rely on Draymond Green? They're a G League team without Steph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> maybe college. College. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, but uh, it's hopeful though. It leaves me hopeful for like, w- obviously, if Clay does come back, mm-hmm. like, can they potentially become a contender again? I, th- I hope so. I think, I think they could for sure. It'd be it, I'd love to see them play well again, because um, it would make me feel like back in my middle school days watching them and how crazy they were. Uh, yes, yeah, I mean Steph's numbers wouldn't be inflated like that but they'd be pretty crazy still and with clay helping them they'd be a force in the west for sure yeah uh one year anniversary of the last dance like a few a few days ago was the one year anniversary when the last dance came out and i've never seen a more beautiful piece of art oh my best 10 episode series i think i've ever watched you know i think everybody needed that Series mm. that was nice during quarantine, to especially see with no sports going on with at the m- moment. Like, yeah, with no basketball, time. and we get a perfect basketball story. Uh, you know, uh, it it really helped my what two days go by fast, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Like, I already thought Jordan was the goat before that, but after watching it, it made me feel like it even more because the way well, it, yeah. it wasn't just on the court well like it was mo- on the court it showed the behind the scenes right? the way yeah. the way he pushed his teammates to be better like i don't think he was a <laughs> like i don't think he was he, he was some of it was kind of jerky but he wanted them to win he beated the passion into steve curry <laughs> he beat the passion into him or um didn't did mj punch him or did kerr punch they him? punched each other for yeah, sure but uh <laughs> got in a fight Hey, I mean, he made that game winner, though. Yeah, shows it builds chemistry. And the memes, uh, the memes from the show were great. Immaculate. I took that personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, but the thing is, like, the show kind of gave you some insight into like what Michael Jordan was actually thinking. Like, people obviously tell you what his mentality was and stuff. You had him sit there and talk about like during these moments, like his thoughts and you know his killer mentality that led to the events that we all know and love now so yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed watching that like 10 out of 11 out of 10 bro it was it was amazing and especially being a bulls fan and a mj fan like it probably it felt even better for us probably than the other viewers watching the goat the goat, no just one ima- else. Just imagine being a Utah Jazz fan and watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Straight pain or a Detroit What about a Sonics fan? fan? Any any type <laughs> of fan, you know, Detroit. Any, Detroit. Portland. 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 Any team that got, team that got destroyed. Lakers. Any team that got beat by Anyone Jordan, that bro. got in his way. He took it personal. <laughs> took that personally. Yeah, and there's... We, we learn about... Not only was it just insightful with Michael Jordan... We learned a lot more about guys like Rodman, too. Rodman was a character. Everybody knew Rodman was a character, but 
the stories about <laughs> how he didn't want what was it he didn't want to come back to practice or he was out in vegas yeah, yeah. he was out he in was vegas. vegas he went w, he went on the wwe right <laughs> that during that stint in the finals <laughs> or something like that i mean hey if a guy did what he was doing without doing what he did on the court that would be i would be trouble. not have any respect but when Rodman showed up, he showed up and did the dirty work that no one wanted to yeah, do. He got his shirt dirty. I feel and like he made sure that team was successful. I feel like Phil handled handled that pretty peacefully as well because he he would just be like, well, "Let's just let Dennis be Dennis, guys," you know, like, and that's that's how he's gonna be. Yeah, he uh, ended up playing good. Mm-hmm. And they basically just let him do his thing, and you know, he he was still there for the games. He still loved the game. It, like you said, it wasn't a matter of just him uh just stopped caring for the game he still loved the game but he guess he just took some breaks (laughs) (laughs) just some breaks you know yeah speaking about other characters and episodes from the last the last dance um the episode with obviously kobe bryant uh yeah it hit uh hard with everyone especially what a couple months after the incident yeah, it was like oh, what, like three months. It after? was just, yeah, it was like yeah, like maybe like four. Yeah, it was. It came out four. in April. Yeah, so three months, yeah, three no, months, like three, right, three-ish right. months, like roughly a yeah. little less than that, but you know, like two was, and a half maybe. It was just crazy to see that, and t- like so sad, like just thinking about what happened and yeah. the whole crash. It was the same thing with the Last Chance You documentary too. They shed on the Kobe situation because that was like yeah. around when COVID started. So, yeah. Rest in peace, Mamba. Rest in NGG. peace, Mamba. Number twenty-four, two twenty-four forever. Come on. For real, and we got more sad news. Unfortunately, this week, Scottie Pippen's oldest son, Antron Pippen, passed away at the young age of thirty-three. I, I'm not sure of the cause of death, but I heard Scottie put out a, a message on Instagram uh, announcing his death and he said he did have chronic asthma. Yeah, asthma. It was asthma. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if, if that was the cause, but it was definitely something related with that. But Yeah, man. It's just a really unfortunate situation to see with, like, anyone, <laughs> especially with, uh, you know, a player you love and anyone he's close to, you also feel kind of close to, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it just hits a bit different. It's it's sad for for any parent to lose a child. Like that's that's got to be the most heartbreaking thing for them. And like apparently it's not the only child Scotty has lost. He in 1995 he lost an infant who was a, a twins a twin girl. It she was nine days old and she passed away. And it's just oh. heartbreaking, heartbreaking news. You know. You know, it's unfortunate with him, especially because, you know, he did have his divorce battles. You know, he mm-hmm. was trying to get rights with his kids. And, then, you know, he goes bankrupt. I think w- he went, like, nearly bankrupt or was, like, broke. You know, it's unfortunate to see a guy that you idolized for years because he was easily one of the greatest bull small forwards of all time. Could be debatably one of the best small forwards to deal with the problems that he has dealt with. And, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, you... Especially, yes. like, you know, like I said, lose a 33-year-old son. Yeah, no, no parent should have to see their child, you know, pass away. It's just an awful situation to begin with. Yeah, 
Prayer, prayers go out to him and prayers, his family. Exactly. Yeah, his family yeah. Yeah. Prayers to him and his family, yeah. It's obviously very, very heartbreaking. But, you know, it's like the, that's, how you, that's how a family grows, you know? Uh, you, you, he'll live forever through, through his family. Exactly. And, you know, I don't think he'll ever be, Antron will ever be forgotten by his family. Absolutely. He will not. He will not be forgotten. Rest in peace, Antron. Um, so to recap some of the games we had last night. Beautiful, uh, entertaining games, too. Very, very, very great games. A lot, a lot of players injured uh, on certain teams, but the, regardless, we got some really nice performances last night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got them all documented here. Uh, we talked about the Hawks earlier. They've been hot. They beat the Magic. No surprise there, although my Bulls didn't beat them last week, Payne. Yeah. <laughs> Wendell Carter had a few. He was shooting a bit, too. He took a three and a midi. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Apparently, he's taking more he, jump make, shots. Did he make the three? Yeah. He made he, the he, three. He made he three made the midi wow. and the layup. I, I Apparently, he's taking more jump shots on the magic than he has with the Bulls. Bro, every t- I could not. I knew once Wendell would take a three on the Bulls, he wouldn't make it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. it, it, I feel like Wendell was a waste of a pick. It didn't seem like it, but it was. But, hey. We got yo- we got Vucevic. <laughs> you were about to say Jokic. <laughs> we got Vucevic and Tyson, <laughs> baby, to hold down the paint. Yeah, and I, I think Wendell might just be one of those players that uh, just needs a new scenery to um, evolve and just be a better player. Um, because, like, past the switch and the trade, he's been playing phenomenally better compared to what he's been doing this season with the Bulls. So it, it's good to see a change. Yeah, Although I mean, he hasn't done anything necessarily well for the Bulls, I don't hate him as a person. I yeah, want him to do well as a I player. I want him to succeed as yeah, well. well. I, I, I liked him. I, I, I personally enjoyed watching him. I have him. one player that I hate, Otto Porter. Thank God you're gone. Goodbye. <laughs> you suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, man. No mean words here, <laughs> man. Come on. Uh... Otto, <laughs> he just had a huge contract, and he wasn't a great player. He just injury struggled to, struggled after injury yeah. after injury. Yeah, I, I mean it sucks that you can't control it, but dude, I, I was hyped. Drink I, some milk. <laughs> I was hyped to see him on the Bulls because like his first two games for us were like, dude balled out. Like he had 18 on super high percentage shooting, and like then the the game against the Grizzlies is like 35, and I was like, wow. He's going to be a good player for us. He had, I think, one notable yeah. game this year. That was the one where he got, like, a double-double, 14 and 11, and that was it. Yeah. Otto forgot how to shoot when he came through the Bulls. <laughs> forgot how to play basketball. It's not even shoot. Dude, oh, my <laughs> you God. you seen the clip where Tony's, Tony Snell, he was guarding Tony Snell when back when <laughs> he was on the Wizards. Uh, Otto was on the Wizards, and he was – he just – Tony ran right past him. He was just sitting still like this. It was oh, on Shaq. Shaq was like, he's on autopilot. Autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to let uh, Tony Snell blow by you? <laughs> exactly. Tony Snell, at, he had a zero point, per, zero stat performance. What once. was it, 40 minutes? 40 minutes, zero, 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 zero. Zero. The man was zero. just running, testing out his new shoes. It reminds me of when people in class would go to Siri and put in zero, zero, and then it'd go, zero, 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 <laughs> zero, like, zero, zero. Yeah, dude. Man was in love with donuts. 
<laughs> Provo Surge for that Krispy Kreme, you know. <laughs> uh, we talked about more teams. We talked about the Knicks beat the Hornets 109 to 97. Terry, I don't know if I should do it to the mic. Joe, would you like to do? Oh, it? Terry! No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Breaks the breaks the mic. <laughs> Yeah, um, with the Hornets, you know, we talked about it earlier with LaMelo coming back. That'll obviously give them some boost. But the thing is, I feel like they got to figure out the situation with their point guard spot in order for them to be consistently good. Because, you know, um, I s- y'all were talking about it earlier with, uh, who was it, Devontae's uh, MIP almost season, you know? And... This season, he's dramatically dropped off in every single stat. And it makes you wonder, like, how are they going to use him now? Because um, last year, he was their primary scorer for a bit of time. And now they've just kind of thrown him to the bench. Well, I mean, he's averaging 14 this year. He's not doing bad by any means, but, you know, he was their their go-to guy, like you said. I mean, Gordon Hayward didn't play either. I just looked it up to make sure, yeah, he didn't play last night. So you were missing LaMelo and Gordon Hayward, like easily two of your top players. And, you know, they still managed to put up a fight against the Knicks. So I I wouldn't be mad if I was a Hornets fan, if, you you know, losing this game. You're versing a really good Knicks team. I mean, everyone played good on the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, the Knicks, again, like, they're a hot Knicks team, too. So, I mean, you can't. Sometimes when teams are hot, it's hard to beat them. Uh, another group of teams we talked about, Nets beat the Pelicans 134 to 129. And Pels have lost some close ones. That Knicks game last, what was it, Sunday? They lost a close one to the Knicks as well because Lonzo decided to forget how to play defense. <laughs> and he, he closed in on D. Rose when... The Knicks were, the Knicks were down three, and he decides to leave Reggie, Reggie Bullock, Bullock open, open for three. One of the better shooters in the NBA. Yeah, like, why, why, why? why? And I mean, uh, you know, Kyrie showing off his defensive ability, you know, getting the stop on Zion, and you know, getting the defensive game winner. You know, I mean, props to Kyrie for at least you know being there when his team needed him, and you know, those guys stepping up too, Blake, um, Claxton. Landry Shamit. I think Landry had 18 last night, roughly like something like that. But you know, they got those guys stepped up. You know, it's not a huge win for the Nets, but it it shows that you know if you're reversing a team without your two superstars and you got to rely on Kyrie and he's there, he'll perform. And if he's not, then you got some problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They can. It, they showed that they could still get it done even without their two best offensive players. Like. Um, even though that they're not necessarily uh, a great defensive team, they've shown that they can get uh, buckets required from uh, whoever it may be on the team. They they have for sure showed a lot of consistency. I mean, I think it's impressive to see them as a two seed with all the absence, like they've had all the injuries, all the like that. Think about that. That probably puts a ton of wrench, a, a wrench in their chemistry. Yeah. And they've still maintained. I, I'm, I'm 100 hey. sure they're they're a two seed in the East, correct? Yeah, yeah. But um, I've been I've been saying that, man. Once they didn't need to have insane depth when they have KD and Harden and Kyrie on the floor. But now that they got the depth that they need, they're gonna be okay. Yeah, they're they're 
I have them in Philly being that's that's going to be the Eastern Conference Finals matchup in my opinion undoubtedly that will be a really I good think matchup. because of experience Brooklyn will make it out well personally I think the Bulls are going to the final <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish dude have you been watching the Cavs no why they got two really good players that are going to bring into the finals how about, how about we can't say that duo on air Unfortunately, we can't say that duo. Well Colin on. Sexton <laughs> and Darius Garland. You can put it together yourself. <laughs> the, the the first few, like you know, the first few. Percent. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. They've done really good things together, and I actually saw a stat that uh, was in like his past ten games. Darius Garland has averaged like twenty three points, which is insane for a player of his status. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a he was a lottery pick. No, he was correct. Correct. Lottery. Yeah. But he he had a he, due to injury. He he had a rough past season. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad to see them turn it up. I like that duo a lot. And they got Jared Allen there. Like some solid pieces. I like I like that team. Mm-hmm. Nice young team. Exactly. All right. Uh, the Clippers beat the Trailblazers last night, one thirteen to one twelve. Paul George getting his revenge on Dame. <laughs> uh, Paul George had 33-11-3. C.J. McCollum, 28-5-5. Paul George had a game-winner, correct? Uh, game-winning free throw. Game-winning yeah. free throw. Uh, Dame wasn't there, so it's kind of concerning as to, you know, how do they almost lose to the Blazers without Damian exactly, Lillard. Exactly, yeah. But, you know, uh, C.J. balled out. Norman Powell balled out. You know, all their pieces did what they were supposed to do. You know, it's unfortunate you lose a close game like that. But, I mean, that's that's a good loss for them. Uh, Ka- Kawhi wasn't playing, though, yeah. for the Clippers. And, you know, PG showed that, you know, all the trash talk people are saying that he can't carry a team. I feel like he's trying to start to send a message. I we'll see how that works out for him. James, you can you, – you got something? Uh, yeah. Um, actually, the Clippers, this is uh, – like Joe said, it, it might be hard. Um, why did they lose to a team without Damian Lillard? But uh, the well, thing... No, they didn't, they didn't lose. They won by one. Though. Excuse me, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's still a good win overall because the Clippers as a team, even though they don't have Kawhi because Kawhi has been out, um, they've been a great team. I mean, like, oh yeah, they're like seventeen and five since the All-Star break, right? Yeah, I think they're the hottest team in basketball right now, even over the New York Knicks. I mean, uh, they yeah, like you said. Uh, let me see here, seventeen and five. I'm I'm a f- since the break. Yeah, and I'm a fan of that Clippers team. Like I I think they can really. I hope they really prove that anybody like all this. They got so much hate after they went out in the second round. Like I think they can prove prove fans wrong and they can make some noise and possibly win a championship honestly i I'd love they, to i feel it. like they're they're contenders i, I, I feel def- like they are absolutely in the west i feel like they're going to be the most underrated teams to be honest just because they got that grit and grind underrated underrated over hated that's what i'm saying uh, yeah I, I feel like maybe more over hated than underrated mm-hmm. but you know they don't deserve some of the stuff i mean they their their whole dynamic is grit and grind and they got Kawhi and pg keep that in mind they got Kawhi and pg come on great defensive and offensive duo yeah uh and when you talk about underrated teams i mean a lot of people say the clippers and i want to go into that uh underrated teams um 
you know, a lot of people say uh, just the Clippers and the Nuggets, but um, I heard this from a YouTuber, Kenny. He said the Phoenix Suns, and oh, uh, I feel like I kind of have to agree with him on that. They're yeah. the second seed, and no one's talking about them in contention for the yeah. finals. Man, so. I, I think that's just <laughs> the Chris Paul effect, bro. Like, <laughs> this man goes places, and he transforms teams, like... You know that too, but Mikael Bridges has stepped up yeah. in his role. Mm-hmm. And, you know they got other guys on the Booker. bench that do it. You yeah. know, Booker's playing really good. Aiton's playing good. You know, and you know they got they got a really good team. I I remember seeing it on paper, and I was like, wow. This I'm is excited to see Book in the playoffs for the first time. I think that's going to be very yeah. cool to see. <laughs> yeah, actually, I forgot he got snubbed the last year. Remember they went undefeated yeah, just to yeah, not they, make it. They they showed they showed what they were what they were planning <laughs> to do without Chris Paul, and then getting Chris Paul. Yeah. That was insane for them. That was in, probably the most insane thing for the Suns to ha- for them to happen. Up. In a minute, because they've been I think really bad. Any team that has Chris Paul in it will on it get sig- would get significantly better. Like, yeah, I mean, seriously, like the last year that Thunder team was a fifth seed when they were projected point zero two percent chance to get in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the thing is, especially this season, people are actually uh, putting Chris Paul in for some MVP contentions, which is a bit weird when you think about it, but the way he has transformed the team and the stats he's putting up are actually really similar to uh, MVP Steve Nash. If you think about it, it's exactly the same with their stat lines, well, at least. It is called most valuable player, and he is pretty valuable. I mean, if you look... That man uh, doesn't even have to score I, I, for them to win. Absolutely. I want to I look this up right now because I want to see this statistically. If you, if you look at the Phoenix Suns last year, their team, they didn't make a whole lot of changes other than dealing off the guys they got to get Chris Paul. They the still Phoenix got, they Suns got Sarich, right? Were, still? This, the Phoenix? Do they have Sarich? Yeah, they have Sarich, right? Sarich is still. They were a 10 seed in the West, and they are now of what, two? I think it's top three, at well, least. they got to be top three. They're right? a two seed. They're the second yeah. seed, yeah. Who's number one? It's not the it's the Jazz, right? The Jazz, yeah. yeah. And Phoenix Lake, is 41 yeah. and 16, and they, last season they were 34 and 49, 39. <laughs> that, is, that is Chris Paul, man. Chris Paul. Chris Paul, Paul effect. There Chris Paul effect. I wish that Rockets team really worked out with him. That's it's, yeah. it's super unfortunate. I mean, that kind of show. I feel like this shows how overrated that team really was. The Rockets team. Eh, not necessarily. I think it was just a major the, chemistry issue. Harden still in the and way Chris there. Paul did not work together, and I feel like there's more so on Harden. Yeah, more uh, than Chris Paul. Yeah, there's a lot of cases. Like you know, I saw a couple videos of um, where Chris Paul was just trying to be the bigger person, and in games where James Harden would get kind of hot, and you know, since Chris Paul is that leader type, he wants to be there and support you when you're down and James wasn't taking that too well so he said get off my team (laughs) (laughs) sure and do it and have relative success I mean I wouldn't say better success because James left and he's on the second seat in the east so I don't know I I just think that whole rocket situation was unfortunate and uh, just chemistry issues 
Yeah, it's, it is unfortunate that it didn't uh, work out. They did make the con. They did they make the conference finals, right? Yeah, they, they got beat by the Warriors. Though. Yeah, because ain't nobody stopping that Golden State team except if they're if except they're themselves. Fully, if they're fully if they were fully healthy, nobody was stopping them. I mean, uh, like they was, had a really good chance. Was that 2018? Was that 2018? The one where... 20, 2019? 2018. 2019. 2018-19 season, right? Yeah. Because that was when the... Was it when the Raptors won or when the Golden the, State won? The Raptors. Raptors won that year. Won 2019. That was when KD was out. That was when Clay was uh-huh. out. But yeah, no, let's not dispute it. KD was on the Golden State Warriors team. They would have won. I, I think that... But you can, well. you can make the same case for the Cavs and the Warriors. That the mm-hmm. Cavs would have won... In 2015, yeah, yeah. Injuries just are are a part especially the derailed season. Haunting I feel like the league. I feel like you know football this year there was a lot of injuries too. Basketball there's a lot yeah. of injuries. I just feel like it's because the athletes haven't been they've been taken out of their dome since the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Also the the shortened season injuries have been even more impactful negatively. Mm-hmm. Like. Those it, those ten games make a big difference. Huge difference, yeah. You know, and you've you've heard a lot of backlash about that from players. I was it Luka Doncic who spoke out on it, and he was like, "I don't like the shortened season," you know. And then he was talking about the no, he talked about the playing tournament. He talked about the playing tournament. He said he didn't like the playing tournament because if you lose two games in a row, you you don't make the playoffs after working all season for it, which. I can I 100% see that perspective and see how he can dislike that, especially where his team is placed in the league. Aren't they the seventh seed? They're a seventh seed, <laughs> yeah. He's so scared. <laughs> He's scared of losing. Hey, it, 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 that's the way I see it. I mean, like, I don't... I don't know because like if you're that scared about losing your position, yeah, why not get more wins during the season exactly. so that doesn't you're happen? You're not in that position, yeah. yeah. It's tough in the West, but I mean, still, like, no excuses, Luca. You're you're a top player in this league. You should, you you gotta do, put on for your team, put on for Dallas. You know, go do your thing in those two games. Yeah, Make the playoffs, man. Make Mark Cuban happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think the playing tournament though has actually given some of those underdogs more ferocity and wants them. Uh, gives them more of a one uh-huh. to win. Uh huh. And I'm personally super excited for the playing tournament because it's going to be intense. Like it's two games and the stakes are high. Like that's going to be so entertaining. Yeah, the battle for the East right now for the playing tournament. It's oh. actually kind of interesting. I hope the Bulls get in. Like, I feel like. Uh, do we have to verse teams in the West or no? No, 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 no. It's East teams. Okay, I feel like we could have a shot versus you know. the Raptors, please. Yes, yeah. if we if we play the Raptors, okay, we're winning a hundred percent because the Raptors are the most disappointing team this year. They, yeah, by far too. Like they didn't even make any changes and they're just horrible. I mean, it was, they got Gary Trent, who was an okay pickup, but you got rid of Norman Powell. Oh yeah, I'm so like kind of equalizes yeah. out. And I mean, dude, we were we that was the most underrated. That was like the most underrated team last year. Yeah, and I I think it's mainly because, it, not mainly, but uh, due to Pascal, I think he's had a bit of changes he hasn't really made much progression and um i think it's really hurt them because his play style has actually switched up he became very uh passive on the court yeah nice. just, i i think he's just not used to that florida weather you know it's a <laughs> rapid change 
<laughs> I said yeah. that last time on the podcast. Uh, Here I am reusing jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Making jokes. Uh, yeah, we. it's crazy how we transitioned to so many different things after talking about the... Because the, 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 the original stem was the Clippers. And one thing I wanted to bring up about Dame and the Blazers, somebody was like, uh, hey, Dame, I have my house on the line. If you guys don't win... 42 games i'll lose my house but i'll be a fan whether i'm in a mansion or homeless he's like and then dame uh replied to see to the tweet and he was like say less and so dame's out to win some games you know hey and that's what he's been doing the whole season this has been the dame show and i mean it's given those people the reasons you know you haven't heard people say mvp baby yeah you haven't heard people say damian lillard is better than curry until this season and that's mainly just because Curry's he's out. single-handedly carrying them to the what is it the f- fifth? Yeah, See? they're a top team in the West. Yeah, the it, Blazers are. Uh, let me look it up. Currently, Portland is a six seed right now. Um, yeah, he's carrying, and they've been, they've actually been cold lately, three and seven. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, people were. People in the bubble, like once when bubble bubble dam was dropping like fifty and stuff and pulling these logo lillards and all that, <laughs> like people were like, Oh my goodness, guys. Dame is better than Curry And I was like, No, not really. But I mean yeah, I love Dame. I'm a huge Dame fan. Not on Curry's level still. Never compare yeah. him to Curry ever. Never. <laughs> I don't wanna hear it. I think maybe just the bubble has given some players, like, I don't know, some weird type of... It's just a superstition, but, like... T.J. Warren. Yeah, like, some Warren. little powers. Exactly. Like, that, where's he now? Di- where, where's bubble T.J. Warren? Warren. That's that Disney magic, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney. A bubble, bubble Tyler Hero? Yeah, oh, Ty- where's Tyler Hero now? Nowhere. I don't see. I just haven't been following him a whole lot. He was. No, one he, of those, he's not doing anything. He was one of those heavily <laughs> covered players as well, bro. He, like, he's the youngest rookie to ever make the finals. I feel like. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel like ESPN and Bleacher Report and House of Highlights, they always cover like three main players a year. Like it's this year. It's the main one is Melo, Melo, bro, and then and the year before. Uh, Mello, what about what oh, about Zion? Oh. ESPN and Zion. Not not this year <laughs> as much, but I mean, last year. Oh last year was crazy. it was the Zion show. The Zion I mean, show. yeah, but dude, all, they always go over those top market rookies. Yeah, I mean, always. Yeah. yeah, wasn't Lamelo like top three, tw- twenty five players under twenty five? Oh he my! Was, yes. he was yes. over. He was over yes. Tatum. Was he was over Tatum, Mitchell, and Booker, and way uh, how, many yeah, other guys who were I better not, than how did I never I never I didn't bring that up last week in the podcast maybe that got dropped ESPN after I recorded. like like Stephen A said this is why they lose their credibility <laughs> <laughs> I th- honestly at this point I'm convinced they they just did that for clicks cause like yeah I didn't bring it up but they had they had LaMelo above Mitchell Tatum Fox Simmons Booker Bam uh, Brandon Ingram, Shea, Jalen Brown, Jamal Murray, Ja, Trey Young. Uh, those are those are all the guys on the list who I think are better yeah. than him. I don't, I feel like all those players. Uh, all of them better. are. 
I, I think all of those guys are better. And then the rest. Like, I don't want to hear I any. I didn't mention the ones. Darren Fox. Darren Fox. Sabonis. Sabonis, I think, is better oh, than. Oh, yeah. Like, Sabonis is better than Melo. Yes. Sabonis is the main piece for the Pacers. I know they haven't uh, been doing too well. They're the ninth seed. But uh, without Sabonis, they don't really have that firepower at the big man position. I know Miles Turner is like a good defender. Great, but great defensive season for him, yeah. Right. But people kind of predicted him to turn into that guy, you know, to take <laughs> my, the shot. Mike, Mike Corzamba, remember? He was. He was <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, Mike Cor- whatever Steph comes Curry with a 40 inch vertical? Lonzo Ball? Lonzo. I can't believe he's a Bulls fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You wouldn't even know. But I digress. Yes. You were saying something about uh, Miles. Oh wait! No, just uh, they no, they no, wanted no. him to turn into that player. Oh, yeah. yeah, kind of like it's not working out. Maybe you know something like a bigger Pascal type thing was what I was imagining, but Miles has never really developed the offensive side of the ball. I saw him as like a slim boogie. I mean, he can shoot a bit. Like I, I yeah. thought he could shoot the three ball a bit, but he's, I. Yeah, Miles. Like I remember, Mike Corzamba would be like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be a future MVP." Same with he said that about Thon Maker too. What is Thon Maker doing right now in Detroit? I don't. What I, is this man doing? <laughs> He's not gonna have a job soon. <laughs> gonna be flipping burgers. <laughs> He's gonna retire. He it's coming to that age. I mean, how old is yeah, he? Forty. Right? <laughs> Thon is most definitely in his forties, man. Oh, Thon Maker. Let me look. Oh, I searched up Thin Maker into ESPN. Nice, He's at nice a poverty game. franchise. Poor guy has to play as. Poor guy has to play on the. The only good thing I mean, about his career on. was his 2K17 card. Yeah, no, just any 2K card from. Yeah, general. I love this 2K. I love. I had the point guard Thon Maker <laughs> last year. Oh, <laughs> Thon always got the fire cards. That's that's one thing Thon's got going for him now. But uh, basket on the court wise. Yeah. <laughs> MVP. 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 Soon. Let me see. Like his legit. 3.8 points a game, two boards. <laughs> oh my. I, I made a mistake. He is on the Cavs. I, I forgot. When did he, he get to the Cavs? What? Th- this season. Who traded him? Uh, <laughs> the, the Pistons, he st- right? He started the season with the Cavs. I'm tr- I'm sorry. Really? Should I, what? Should I be running the, an NBA podcast as such a casual man? Come on. Yeah, he's he's on the Cavs now. He's been he's played. I remember when he was on the Pistons. He's played eight happened. games. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Eight games for the Cavs. I'll I'll, I'll get I'll cut my <laughs> for the slag. Cavs. Nah, yeah, yeah. yeah Thon He's McCurr. not even touching the floor. <laughs> one of my, one of my friends, when he, when Joe said he would be su- flipping hot dogs and burgers and stuff, <laughs> one of my friends told their parents they were like they wanted to go to the NBA, and then he, and then she was like, "Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be selling hot dogs in the NBA stands, <laughs> in the NBA arenas." Hey, that that's how far your dream goes. <laughs> but <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah that. That old Thon Maker situation. I miss him on the Bucks, really, and I think Giannis missed him too. He loved having a, him as a teammate. And guys, the true, true matchup of the Western Conference, two of the easily, you know, contenders, Timberwolves. Very funny joke. Timberwolves. One thirty four to one twenty. Dude, I honestly this game was pretty entertaining though. The 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 Timberwolves versus the Kings. Yeah, um, 
I mean, I know uh, me and Joe have been talking about this, about the best centers recently, and uh, we've come to think that, you know, Cat hasn't really been doing what he's supposed to do because most of the time people have him as what? The third best center easily, right? Behind the big two. There's Cat. But this season it hasn't been the case. He hasn't been there for his team. Whether it be just like uh, COVID or you know, other issues. He hasn't been there. So it's good to see him. He's going through a lot of issues though. I mean, a lot of personal issues. But um, he balled out last. He balled out last night, you know, with the yep. twenty. Oh fudge, twenty six, eighteen, and five. Pretty good. Pretty good stat line. Yeah, I Monster mean, I looked at line. the after you know checking out the highlights. I looked at the box scores, and I think both teams had a really good night last night. Like I think they had a few. I think there was three players with twenty plus on twenty five plus on the um, Timberwolves, and I think the Harrison Barnes. And De'Aaron Fox had a good night, and then they had a bunch of other guys step fun, up. Fun fact about Cat: Cat has started every single game of his career. Yeah, you know what? Every single game. I forgot about this. D'Lo oh, had. Oh, oh, I D- mean, D- every D- game he's played <laughs> and he started. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. D'Lo had 28 points off the bench last night. Did he really? And I wanted to talk about D'Lo for a second. D'Lo slander is irrelevant because I, I've uh, D'Lo ever since he's been on the Nets I've been knew he was that guy Jesse you would know, love he had that, to hear that he had, he had that little <laughs> he had the little stint in the Warriors and I feel like the Warriors mistreated him because I feel like he would he's easily one of the better point guards in the league but you know when you got Steph Curry and uh, D'Lo together that's not gonna work out and you know also another guy Jaden McDaniels thought you were about to say Jaden Terrell no uh, <laughs> he reminds me of Jaden Terrell he's a 6'10 guy I saw him Doing some crazy stuff last night. Well, not last night. This, you know, on the game recaps. <laughs> but I knew about it. Uh, Jaden McDaniel's from one of these like uh, rebuild team series, and one of the guys drafted him. And, you know, he's a lanky guy, but he was putting up some really nice dunks. Yeah. You got any thoughts about that game, James? Uh, I don't know. Just. Harrison Barnes, 20 points. Former I mean, Tar Heel, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been a fan of Harrison Barnes uh, ever since he's been on the Warriors. Um, like, uh, I feel like he's actually be- taken more of a leadership role with the Kings. And uh, it has translated to, okay, success. I mean, the Kings are really yeah. hit or miss. <laughs> he got traded. He got traded there from... Uh, <laughs> during a game, the Dal- he was on Dallas. Yeah, right? was yeah. it Dallas? Mid game. Yeah. That man's <laughs> face, he looked depressed. I feel bad. I think everybody I'm, did. I'm a huge fan of that whole 2012 draft class that Harrison Barnes and Damian Lillard and and um, Anthony Davis were in. Like, I love that draft class because of NBA 2K13. I I would always play against them in the rookie <laughs> showcase, bro. And I'd be like, I love these guys. Yeah. Very a good, good, very good draft class. Good game. Very good draft class. Yes, one hundred percent. All right, we we covered a ton today. I mean, I've had a ton of fun. We covered your guys' personal basketball careers. That's that's what I'm we, calling. We hit the whole we hit the whole nine yards today. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> we we got the current NBA news. We talked about the games from last night. There are only five, but. Sorry about that, fans. I know you want to hear more in depth analysis from us because we're we're the best. The best, yeah, the you, best in the world. This, huh? is, a, this is the B team trio. Come on, bro. And we're not even getting paid for this. Are you kidding? 
Give us a job. ESPN should give us our own show. You know? Yeah, I'll make a better top max 25 under 25 list than them. Come on. <laughs> okay. I'll actually do my job. Fate of the universe on the line. I think we got to listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Who's Skip Bayless? <laughs> What's the guy's name? Stephen A. Stephen A. Johnson. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Who's that guy, bro? I mean, he honestly has some really bad predictions. Like, I think I've seen a video. Every single prediction he's made in the NBA or NFL has been incorrect about who's winning a certain like game, like you know, Super Bowl game, championship game. It's gonna sound Seriously? like I was. It's yeah. gonna sound like I was almost every being, single one. It sounds, it's gonna sound like I was being serious about not knowing who Stephen A. I know who <laughs> Stephen A. Is. Stephen A. I love you, and if you want to give me a job, I take it, man. I take it. <laughs> Send right. the offers my way. Send the offers. <laughs> Send me the contract. Get talking. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I'll hook up all my boys with a job as well. <laughs> all right. It has been a pleasure. An hour and 36 minutes it has been. I've had a blast I, filming this episode with you guys and recording this. This is a ton of fun. Dude, I had a great time. It was so fun. Yeah, thank you for having me, my friend. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> just like, just like the PlayStation Party conversation. Except those are <laughs> oh, a little bit, the little best. bit more heated. <laughs> look, look, look. We can't, we can't talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blueberry Murfin fans. I don't know what to call you yet, guys. We gotta figure out a name for them eventually. Come on, you gotta figure out your supporters' name, man. Come on, man. I'll say. Gotta my, find a my, name for the I'll squad. Just say, my friends, my friends, my, my compadres. My <laughs> Miami girls, my pals. <laughs> uh, yeah, Blueberry Murphy fans, friends, my friends. I hope you guys really enjoyed listening to this episode. If you made it all the way through, it's a long episode. I don't blame you for not watching the whole thing. But uh, I hope you guys are having a phenomenal day, night, whenever you're watching this. And I, we are signing off. I hope everything is well with you guys. Peace out. Have a good day. Have Bye. A good day. <laughs>